gentlemen, welcome to another edition of That's Entertaining. This week we'll be discussing yet again Sherlock. We're getting close to the end, Josh. It's okay. I, I, I hear your cries <laughs> of pain every week, and it feeds me. So I invited once again Mr. Kevin Austin to join us. Kevin, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much. So you got me hooked on Sherlock now, so yeah, have to come back. <laughs> At least somebody started watching Sherlock. <laughs> there you go. So, Mr. Austin, it's been a couple weeks since you've been on, I think, maybe three. What have you been entertained by recently? Uh, I haven't had time for too much. Been been pretty busy with work, but I have been continuing on with Batman the Telltale Games, as I brought uh, brought up last time. Um, other than that, I've been playing Uncharted 4, so much like you having been a little bit behind in the series, uh, I'm just playing it now for the first time, but really enjoying it. Just more of the same great things that Uncharted's known for. And then the only other thing I've been playing is uh, Kirby Planet Robobot, if you will, on the uh, on the 3DS. And yes, you might ask, Robobot? Yeah, that, I didn't misspeak. I didn't stutter. That's the name of it. Uh, this uh, large alien spacecraft invades Kirby's dreamland and kind of turns everything into a robot. And it's up to our little pink, uh, squishy friend to uh, take him down. So it's basically Dr. Wily and Sonic, and they're turning this into a Kirby game. Yes, although Kirby does get a pretty uh, pretty badass mech out of the deal at certain points and certain levels. It makes makes it pretty fun. Hmm, interesting. Would you recommend it? Uh, so far, yeah, I'm on the uh, I'm on the third world, if you will. Um, each world has like six six stages in it. Yeah, so I'm on the third one already. Only been playing it a few days, but it's fun. It's probably the most fun I've had with the Kirby game. But I'm normally not a huge fan of them, so I don't know how well. That would mean for people who do enjoy Kirby, but I'm liking this one a heck of a lot more than the other ones, yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that's cool. Um, anything outside of games? Uh, just starting to catch up with the TV shows. Um, I think I'm one episode behind Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We've had two episodes with Ghost Rider, which is pretty awesome, and I'm still really enjoying uh, Designated Survivor with uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Still liking that show a lot, too. So. Yeah, so I've only seen one episode of that. I think I've talked about you or talked with you yeah. after that first one. I, I want to watch more of it, but I just haven't had a chance to yet. Um, I, yeah, I think episode two is much better than the first one. It picks up a little bit more. Okay, cool. Um, and I, I think I've only seen the first, maybe second episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 2. Did you realize, or did you know, that they yanked all the CW shows off of Hulu? I the did not know, but it's probably, I know they have their own stuff. The Flash. Yeah, I know they have their own app, so maybe that's why. I didn't know. I wasn't aware of that. But I know they're, they're all on um, Netflix, though, too. Just not the newest episode. Right, exactly. Yeah, right. So last season. You can, you can hmm. go back and watch the last season of Flash and everything. But if you want to watch it currently, like, I use Hulu to pretty much watch everything. So I think that there's an app out that CW released called, like, Watch CW or something like that. And yeah, it's either Watch CW or CW Seed. I know they have the Seed app, too, that does, like, the animated series that they work on. Yeah. Uh, so that is one thing to, to keep in mind. If if you are wanting to watch these shows and you don't actually have a subscription to it or don't watch it live, um, you might want to make sure you have that CW app because they keep the last five episodes, I think, kind of like Hulu kind of had that rotation. So they keep the last five episodes in the app 
And that's where all the DC stuff is now. So there's four DC shows, um, Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow. They're the only way you can watch any of those shows. And even, I think, The 100. And they had another one, Contagion or something like that, maybe? Um, Uh, Yeah, Containment. Containment. So all those shows are no longer on uh, Hulu. So interesting. Uh, I don't know Hmm. if I like that move by them, but it's business. It's because that uh, Netflix signed a deal with CW. So we'll see how it all shakes out in the long run. Yeah. Anything else you've been watching? He said Designated Survivor. Yeah, Designated Survivor. Still enjoying that. And I I have on my DVR the the series premiere of Flash, but didn't get to watch it yet. So probably dig into that tonight. But no, it's not a whole lot. I haven't had a ton of time. So Yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch the premiere yet either, but I'm super excited for it because it's Flashpoint. Yep. <laughs> Can't wait to see how they tackle it. I know obviously it's not going to be true to the comics, but... Uh, We'll see how much damage Barry did this time. Mm. You think he'd learn by now? Three seasons of uh, messing with the timeline and never works out, but yet he keeps doing it anyway. Well, the villain's always the person closest to him anyway, so he never learns. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for me, entertained by, I haven't been watching much recently, honestly, because I've been, again, uh, out of town, traveling a little bit. And. I didn't have a chance to watch anything on the flight this time because my wife was with me and she needed my headphones. And so I just, I don't even remember what I did. I think I listened to podcasts or something on the way out there. But um, but yeah, she watched a show that looked really weird. It was like a comedy show. She said it wasn't very good. So I won't talk more about that because I don't even know anything about it. It was <laughs> on the plane. You know what I mean? It's just, she was kind of watching us. So I glanced over now and then and it was a period comedy thing. So it was like, it was weird. And by, by period, I mean like, you know, Victorian area period time yeah time yeah. not yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so that was uh took up a lot of my time but it was a good trip I went out and saw my brother out in New York got to spend some time out there got some cool stuff that I got to see and then came back and since I've been back I haven't watched any shows but I've been playing a couple games um one of my awesome friends bought me Forza Horizon 3 mm-hmm. and I, I hooked that thing up and oh my god it is so good. <laughs> it is a great game. And before that, I even uh, I was playing Destiny a little bit because uh, the Taken King, not Taken King, the Rise of Iron content came Rise out. Rise of Iron. And another friend, actually the same friend, bought me that too. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I've uh, been checking out the, the Destiny stuff, and I've also been checking out the uh, Forza Horizon 3. But Forza, I've probably played maybe about seven hours at this point. Um, I, I mean, I'm seeing Donnie's scores in there and I'm seeing other people's on the, on the leaderboards and I'm, I just got to pass them and I'm like, okay, I feel, I feel accomplished because I passed them at, I can go to bed, uh, you know, stuff like that. So it's, it's good. Um, so good. If you have an Xbox one, you need to play Forza Horizon three because it is, it's immaculate. Uh, I know you've probably tuned out on Donnie's discussion, so you, I don't I won't, I won't put you through that again just yet today. Um, maybe later. <laughs> But what we'll do uh, at this point, if you are ready, we can move on to our entertaining thoughts for this week. Sherlock, Season 3, Episode 2, and I believe this one is called... The something of three? 
The sign of three. Sign of three. See, something, sign, I had it. You know, I just, it was an S word, right? Yeah. Okay, good. Close enough. <laughs> the sign of three. And this episode, let me just start out in saying that I was laughing within like five minutes of this episode going on. Oh, yeah. Just oh, yeah. The opening was perfect. Um, it was, you know, Lestrade, he's been tracking this these people down. He needs to catch them in the act. You know, he's been tracking for 18 months. You see him go through the, the frustrations of missing them each time. And then when they're finally about to corner them, he gets a text from Sherlock. And, you know, it's help me. I need help now, all in caps. You know how he texts. Yep. And so Lestrade leaves, and he calls in for all the backup to meet him at Baker Street. And he's like, hi, I need help to write John's speech. <laughs> it was hilarious. Oh, it was. Oh, so good. But, Kevin, what did you think of this episode so overall, it, it I enjoyed it, and I know I messaged you about halfway through it and said ah, I'm not really feeling this episode. And I think it's just because it doesn't feel the same as the other episodes. It's a little more lighthearted, it's a little more jokey, and it kind of jumps all over the place, and it leaves you to have to kind of piece together exactly what's going on. I won't get into too much details down the line, but the opening was, as you said, fantastic. It was almost like watching like a slapstick comedy almost at that point because you're just watching the frustration with uh, Lestrade, Lestrade and how he wasn't able to capture these guys. Finally has him in the act. They're getting ready to do it. He's literally ready to kick down the door and arrest them. And then he's like, I got to go. You take over. And he just zips over there. And then Sherlock just kind of looks at him like, what? What's the big deal? Why is everybody here? And it's just to write uh, John's uh, best man speech. It wasn't a bother for you to come, was it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was it was great. I, I mean, this episode in particular probably had me laughing the most out of any of yeah. the Sherlock episodes. And I agree. And seeing again, full spoilers. Obviously, you're listening to this. You've listened to other ones. You know that we're going to talk about this episode. And when he's giving his speech, just kind of going through things and being very awkward in the way he acted, Benedict Cumberbatch. He pulls off this really awkward thing, you know, mm -hmm. and I absolutely love the way it comes through because you feel like this is him. You feel like this is Sherlock being very socially awkward, not able to really articulate what he's wanting to say in, in a human way, I guess you could say it. Yeah. Yeah. And it is fantastic. I, I really love... You know, the way he had the delivery, and then he turned that speech into actually having some, a very nice, meaningful speech, and everybody was, like, all crying and everything. Like, what did I do? Did I do something wrong? What's wrong? <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was fantastic. And when he's talking about, you know, the embarrassing things that they did together when they went out and they did the drinking and they were The drinking. That. Oh, that was great. <laughs> they were trying to do the, the thing, and he was like, I will look at the scene. He pulls out his magnifying glass, and he's yep. just like... <laughs> Falls asleep, asleep face down in the carpet. Oh, it's great. <laughs> You're compromising the... <laughs> that was fun. Uh, <laughs> but this episode was, like, all fun. It was so good. It was. Yeah. And this is the latest season that's been released. Uh, so I can't remember what year it came out. Maybe 2014, 13? Uh, 2014. Latest... 14, okay. But it's the latest season that's available. And as you can tell through the show, progressively the writing has gotten better and it's gotten more concise. And maybe it's also the actors being more comfortable now with, with their roles. And, you know, they're they're definitely both Morgan or Morgan, Martin Freeman and Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and Benedict Cumberbatch are both accomplished actors now. Whereas when right. this started, 
Benedict was kind of new, but Freeman was new. He he was known. He was in The Hobbit already. Right. And but both of them are very accomplished. You can tell that their acting chops are better. They're they're able to do you know dramatic and comedic or comedy at the same time, and just very well done. And when you look at the story overall, you, as a as the viewer, you're trying to put everything together, right? The way that they are laying everything out to you. Because like mm-hmm. you said, they do it in kind of a random way. Yeah, yeah. But when you first saw the guy putting on the uniform, what, what did you think? Uh, so, yeah, right away, the um, uh, what was the guy's name? Uh, James Sholto? Yeah, the major. Uh, he's putting on his uniform. And right off the bat, because of his appearance, I just figured something was up and that he was actually going to be, however it turned out to be, the villain of uh, this case, even though you didn't at the point know what the crime was yet. So that's kind of what was a little weird. I thought this might have been the quote unquote, the big bad from last episode that we kind of didn't know who was pulling all the strings. And so it kind of led you down that path early on. But um, then obviously, as you find out later on, he has ties to uh, to Watson, obviously. But yeah, right off the bat, I kind of got a, a villain vibe from the guy as opposed to what he then turned out to be in the end. Mm-hmm. I got the same thing because you kind of pull this this scene out there and he's putting on a uniform and you just don't know what's up with this guy. But then you get introduced in, to him properly later on in the show and then, you know, Benedict, or not Benedict, Sherlock says, oh, hey, you're, you're the guy, you're the target. And it just, how it all clicks and makes sense, it was really well done. It was, you had all the, it wasn't one of those things where the, the, the person, the character, Sherlock doesn't have all the answers in fact, right. he he didn't solve the the, the crime, and yeah. you as a viewer were actually given all the answers ahead of time. You saw everything that you needed to see, and you could have figured this out before Sherlock did, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like the way that they they laid everything out. It was yeah haphazard in a sense, but really not because going back and forth and going through those stories, it kind of links them all together as they've done in the past. And I really like it when they do that. They they have a an overall story and they have like these mini episodes or mini stories within it. I really wanted him to elaborate on the elephant in the room, but Yeah, I know right. I'm still waiting on that one. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I really liked the way that they brought it all together. So Yeah, it, it was it was a different take than what you see with the the normal crime dramas where it's like, okay, here's the crime, here's how we gotta break it down, in the end it gets tied together. Like you said, it was it was pieced together differently where you were given the clues throughout the entire episode, but you I mean, maybe you picked up on some. I thought I picked up on some by the end of the show, but throughout it, you're not really sure where it was going. It almost seemed like two separate crimes between the bloody guardsman and then what you end up doing uh at the end with the Mayfly man. Mm-hmm. And I thought when he was first talking about the belt and stuff that the actual, and this wouldn't have made sense when when I saw it, but like the the dagger or the, the stabbing tool was actually on like the belt buckle for some reason. I thought that, but mm. actually the belt kept the the wound closed, and so you had that little dagger there. And yep. so as soon as you took that off, the the pain in the back obviously is what he felt from there. Yep. So, but yeah, so it all ties in together. It has the. The royal guardsman, we'll call him. Uh, it starts out with him calling Sherlock because you know he's he's someone is spying on him or you know stalking. Yeah, him. stalking him. Yep. And it's the photographer guy. So he puts that all together, and then you see later on that he that he he was a test subject, which is kind of weird, just to kind of single out a single guy and you take the pictures of him. But whatever. Mm. Um, but what did you think of of the method? Because when when they were presented with the 
the the case. You know, he even asked Lestrade, "Hey, you're a detective, right? Well, what do you think happened?" Oh, we're looking for a midget. You know, um, <laughs> that's right. But what do you think about how that crime was actually committed? This, this is where, when I had messaged you and said, "I'm not so sure about this episode," because it seemed to be like, you know, when they went to investigate, they found him in the shower, and they eventually end up arresting. Uh, Sherlock and Watson thinking there had something to do with it because how else could this man have died? You came asking about him and then he turns up dead and you find out Watson was there looking around and it kind of just led to all these things where they were questioning their motives to begin with. And then they kind of drop it because of the way the episode was framed. So they, you know, they get taken to prison, they get taken out afterwards, they're released afterwards when they obviously know they had nothing to do with it. But just the crime itself left you were like, all right, how could this have happened? Like you said, the door was closed. They had to break the door to get to him to find out he was dead. There's no way in. He, you know, he was stabbed well before, though, but yet, you know, they didn't realize how he could have just died then. So they, obviously with the whole belt thing we find out later on, it, it makes sense. But at the time, you're left just thinking, well, it's like those brain teasers you hear where they're like, you know, they give you a scenario and you have this, have this crazy answer on how it actually happened. And it just kind of, it took me out of the episode a little bit only because I didn't know where they were going. They, they referenced this one scene which was great, but then it moves on to the next scene, which I'm sure we'll get to in a second, which has absolutely nothing to do with the previous crime, or, or so we think. So it pulled me out a little bit, but at the time I thought it was unique, but I was just like, all right, where are they going with it? Because it didn't seem to connect to what else was happening. Mm-hmm. And speaking of connecting, too, you know, he, there's that little kid that was introduced that, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, it was pretty funny. And he's like, oh, the Invisible Man might have done it. And then at that point when he says that, he kind of puts everything together. But yeah. What did you think of when Sherlock was talking with the bridesmaid? The scene where where he kept going and analyzing people, or yeah. going and yeah, analyzing the, people, and she's like, "Can I? Can I keep you? Can I keep you?" That was hilarious. Where she was just trying to basically find somebody to to, to date, and he would just be able to look at him and do his normal analytical piece and just kind of tear them all down. So that that was pretty funny. Once again, it showed it brought lightheartedness to the show a little bit where Sherlock's quirkiness almost seemed endearing, which doesn't always come off that way. Like you see where you laughed at the beginning of the show where he interrupted the, the, uh, the arrest of the gang to come help write the speech. And he always just came to see like, it would be annoying to have him do that to you. But this seemed a little bit more endearing and cute. And she was just like, you know, Hey, can I keep you? Can I take you home? And, uh, you know, later on in the in the episode, he thinks he's actually going to end up dating her, and obviously it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was funny how he, afterwards, you know, it just kind of seemed like, well, this whole time I could have been helping you out because I'm just, you know, narrowing down everybody else for you. But it was fun. Like you said, it just added to the lightheartedness of this episode and made it funny, mm-hmm. which he didn't get in a lot of the other episodes all the time. Yeah. So that particular in this one, you know, kind of stands out because I always like it when he's analyzing someone yes. when he goes through yep. and does that process. And this is more in a funny kind of... Uh, way like that. So I thought it was pretty fun. Uh, good use of that talent in this one. Mm-hmm. And I was trying to think, though, so when he's trying to figure this whole thing out, why does he keep flashing to Minecraft being in his head? Yeah, I don't... That didn't make any sense to me either. And how... It, it was, I think it was because he wasn't... He was distracted and not focusing on the case. I, I think what the point was that he was supposed to be kind of pushing him to say, hey, all this stuff going on is related, even though you don't think it is. And I think that's kind of why he was there and kept pushing him with Mycroft. But it was just like, it, it once again seemed weird because we didn't know where this was going because he just kept popping up in his analytics in his head to push him towards something else. You know, think harder, think harder. What's the connection? What's the connection? And I think he was just supposed to symbolize, you know, it's there, you have it. Just keep going, put it together, put it together. And I think that was just kind of uh, the symbolism there, if you will, on it. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I was just trying to figure it out. But, yeah, I mean, maybe it is just because there was that phone call that he had with him. And he mentioned something about Redbeard or something like that, which kind of he had a real, like, a little bit of a facial reaction to. And he also, you know, talked about, oh, I see here. You know, I told you to kind of keep your distance or not not to become attached. But Yeah, because like, marriage, marriage will change your life. The marriage yeah. will change John's life and it will affect you and stuff, yeah. Uh-huh. So he's he's obviously going through the getting the some of the effects of of that being close to John and being close to you know the people that he's he's he used to be a loner like he didn't used to have anybody in his life and now that he's got this in his life was that the, the thing that was distracting him and then that the the, the, the the flashes to his brother was that because of you know him trying to refocus that's kind of yeah. what I was trying to yeah. figure out what was going on there. Because it was interesting. Like, I liked it. It was fine uh, going back and forth to having a Minecraft just, like, pop in and, like, you know, focus or, you know, think or something like that. And it was it was interesting storytelling. But, again, yeah, it's it It's worked. really the, the whole thing we were talking about, the, the humanization of Sherlock in this episode where he was witty and he, was, he had his funny moments. And it seems like Mycroft was there to take him back and pull him back to his robotic methods, if you will, and say, you know— Stop getting attached. Stop getting involved. You know, worry about the case, the facts, the details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. And like I said, overall, this is a really good episode. Really well done. Has some great actual comedy in it that you that I laughed at at least. And oh yeah, I I just I really enjoyed this episode. It was a, a great palate cleanser in a way because um, a lot of them get a little cerebral and a little serious, but this one was actually just you know presented to you in a way that is different than the Sherlock that you're used to, which I liked because it's it gives you that refreshment, you know? It's the same mm-hmm. characters that you like. It's a, it's presented in a refreshing way, so that way it's not always this deep thing, and it shows you the different side of Sherlock. And I really, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was well done. Yeah, I agree. It definitely, it wasn't, it wasn't as heavy. I mean, I understand the last episode was, you know, Sherlock's return from the dead, if you will, and, and him and Watson struggling through that. And it, it, was, it was heavy, you know, Watson almost dying and everything like that, all while this engagement process was going on. And this was kind of just like, okay, flash forward, it's the wedding, everybody's cool, everybody's having a good time. Sherlock has a relationship with, uh, oh, what's, what's Watson's wife's name, Mary? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have a relationship now and they kind of, you know, have these lines that go off of each other, which, which are great. And it was just, it just brought a whole different tone to, to the series. I think that, that I really enjoyed, like you said, much more than, than some of the other episodes. Mm-hmm. And you reminded me, uh, when you said Mary there, when, when they were doing the, the, the getting ready for the wedding part, you know, they were kind of <laughs> going through the invitations and stuff and they were both trying to scheme to get, you know, Sherlock out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was pretty yep. funny. I, yeah, they stand in the opposite doorways, and she gives the thumbs up to both of them. Uh huh. Yeah, it was it was a good, uh, good good episode, and I don't know. This is probably one of my favorites. I mean, it, I keep saying that a lot. I think, but this one is definitely in the top three. I really, I think that it deserves to be in the in the top three, maybe even top two. Um, but I mean, there, there's been a lot of good episodes that you know with Moriarty and stuff that I think surpassed mm-hmm. this as far as just a complete package goes, but. For this being a little bit different and just really the, 
good. Uh, this is an right. this is a great episode. I liked it. Yeah, I, I told my wife too after watching it because you know she watched the last one with me. She didn't watch this one, but I told her you know our comments that we talked about the last one. She kind of beat up the show a little bit. I told her I was like this this episode was like watching a whole new show. I'm like you actually might enjoy them if it continues along this path. Mm-hmm. Um, so she might actually go back and watch it. But I was telling her about it. She was like, oh, that does seem a lot better than the way it was. I'm like, it, it really was, at least for me, too. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Like I said, I'd put it in the top. I might even say it's my favorite episode so far, not having seen the rest of uh, Series 3. But, yeah, so far I, I enjoyed it. If it continues this tone, it be even better for me. So, mm-hmm. And it even had the woman in it. Yes. So did you go back and watch the episode? I think it was called The Woman or – no, The Scandal in Bel- Belgrave. Yes, yep. So yeah, she like popped in there for a second. It's like get out of my yep. head. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty funny. But yeah, so anyway, kind of to the end of our discussion now. I mean, this isn't a long episode, but uh, for that's entertaining. However, I think that it's a good episode for Sherlock, and I think we've hit up all all the points that are worth talking about. So, I mean, don't take the brevity as a as a sign or anything. It was good. You know, sometimes it's harder to talk about something that you like uh yeah <laughs> as opposed to something that you dislike you know it's it's like me talking about fantastic four let's say that oh. was that was easy to just bring out the daggers and just go to town sure. when it's something that you enjoy i don't know if it's i don't know what what causes you know you to talk less about it like talking with people about it you you can talk about it all day but when you want to bring out the points and just kind of make it concise and you know to the to the narrow down it's easier to talk about something that's negative than it is to right. talk about something that's positive. It's, it's weird. It's because when you're talking about something positive, you don't want to keep just saying over and over again, it's great, I liked it. It's great, I liked it, because what else can you really say? But uh-huh. it, like you said, we've talked about the tone. The the only, like I said, the, the early stages where you didn't know where the case was going, and the one part I still don't fully get. So we talked about the Bloody Guardsman, how that worked, how that was the kind of practice set up for this. But the Mayfly man was ultimately behind everything. All of the other women he'd been ghosting, if you will, when they're like, oh, I dated a ghost. And it was this guy doing it over and over again, but not uh, not murdering anybody except for the guardsman. That seemed a little weird and a little unnecessary. Like it made for some funny scenes when he's narrowing everybody down the courtroom. Um, when he's like, not you, not you, not you. And that, that scene was funny, too. But then when it tied together in the end of the case, it made more sense. But that was another part that kind of took me out a little bit as well. But, I mean, the, the one other thing to touch on, I think, is is the, the final five minutes of that episode, I think, where, uh, you know, Sherlock gives uh, Watson a little bit of news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was an interesting part. I almost forgot it because it was kind of – it was interesting. He's giving me all this speech, and he's like, I will – I vow to be, you know, with you. The three of you. I mean, the two of you. I, I, mis- I miscounted just then. <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Um, and then he goes and talks to him. And that was actually a really good way to do that because, I mean, Sherlock knew before A, Mary, and before yep. B, Watson, who's a doctor. Watson. Yeah, he said, he goes, how did you know? I'm a doctor and I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was that was actually pretty well done, too. I, I, it's, I'm glad you brought that up because I would have I forgotten about it because it it wasn't that impactful to me for some reason, right. but it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, another humanizing moment with them when he talked to them personally. Like, typically, yeah. or when you first saw Sherlock, he would have been like, oh, and the three of you, you have a baby. He would yeah. have just said that from the platform, whereas now he just, 
you know, oh, I, I'm miscounted, and then just talks to him personally about it. Yeah, well, it wasn't a cold comment. It was calculated that he would go up and speak to him. I mean, and the whole scene too, even just just prior to that, as they're as they're having their uh, their first dance, I guess it was symbolic symbolic oh, yeah. of it. And Sherlock's and, playing the violin yeah. for them in a, in a piece he he wrote, wrote for them. So. Mm-hmm. That once again was just showing the human aspect of him, and then you know he delivers the news to them, and then he kind of just leaves the party alone, and symbolizing what how he feels he's always going to be alone, despite him saying I'll be with the three of you, um, but he still leaves the party on his own, kind of symbolizing what his end result will going to be, and then possibly you know shadowing back to what uh, Mycroft said, where saying you know the marriage is going to change. Sherlock's life as well so it's kind of just symbolic of that how even though Sherlock is saying I'm not gonna leave you I'll be right here with you guys and I did all these great things for you he still ends up walking away alone knowing that that's maybe or maybe not gonna happen down the line mm-hmm. yeah and we were talking about that too marriage changes you Watson was also being told that marriage will change him by mm-hmm. Mrs. Hudson Yep, and her her story about her husband was quite uh, oh, quite interesting. It wasn't. It was something that I you wouldn't expect. No, not at all. And it's just like little Mrs. Hudson. What? <laughs> oh, but it was funny. And I'm not going to spoil that one. That's 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 one that you should pick up when the yeah, show. Yeah, that was a good scene. Funny. Absolutely. So, any final thoughts? We've kind of gone through them. Not really. I think we touched on everything, like you said. And overall, if if you've been listening and you, and you haven't watched it, go watch this one because I recommend it as one of my favorites for sure. Mm-hmm. So next week we will be discussing Sherlock season three, episode three, his last vow, and that is obviously the series finale for the third one. And there's only one after that, uh, mm-hmm. and that's the um, uh, the Abominable Bride. It's the the one-off that they did is like a, a special. So, yep. so just a couple left, Josh. Hang on there. Hang in. <laughs> you, you can get through this. See, I mentioned you twice. Look at that. <laughs> and maybe he's not even listening at this point. So let's but talk. No, he's just giving about, up. Yeah, let's, let's talk a little bit about Josh. What do, you, what do you think about him, Kevin? Well, I'm not sure which Josh you're referring to. So. Eh, any Josh, you can just call him out. Well, you know, he he is a nice guy, but I think overall he just complains a little too much. Yeah, he does. You really yeah. do, Josh. I mean, when you think about it. When, you, when you're playing a game and, and someone comes in and they play with you, you know, you complain about them, man, all the time. And, I mean, you, you're, you're not paying for that's entertaining. It's it's free. It's true. So you're, compl- you're complaining about the content of a free thing. You know, you, Nathan's blood, sweat, and tears are in this project, and, and you're going to belittle it? I mean, come on. Hey, come on now, Josh. Why you got to be like yeah. that? Don't be like that. Be like Kevin. Yeah. Kevin's cool. So, support it. Come on. Join me, Josh. Join. Come to the dark side. Yes. Well, you know, I haven't done anything with, with Palpatine in a long time on, on this show. Um, one of these days last year, about a year ago, it was on April 1st last year. Oh, geez. Um, I, I, I recorded a, uh, what's it called? I, I adapted Dr. Seuss's One Fish, Two Foot. One Fish, Two oh, yes. Fish. I heard that, yep. And uh, I, I called it One Sith, Two Sith, and I read it as Palpatine. Um, I thought it was kind of fun, but I put that out as a special transmission last year on April 1st. So if you are new to the feed and you want to hear something interesting, because I love Star Wars and it's just kind of fun to do weird <laughs> things. And it felt good to put it out, or it felt right, rather, to put it out on April 1st of last year. So go check it out. It's called Sidious Speaks, or Special Transmission. I can't remember what I called it. One of those two. I think it was Sidious Speaks. I think that's the name I saw, at least. Okay. Yeah. So about that. But... uh 
I I don't know. I haven't done Emperor Palpatine in a while. I need to drink some scotch and get that voice honed and, <laughs> and be able to pull it in properly. Because if you don't have you know if you don't have whiskey or something in the back of your throat when you want to do it to start it, it's just kind of like you know it's you need that little bit of a gravelly that it gives you. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of that. We're rambling on literally, and where can people reach you, Kevin? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at PSVG Kevin. PSVG, of course, stands for Play Some Video Games, which you can also visit the website, playsomevideogames.com, and our uh, our podcast that uh, Nathan and I do together on a regular basis. Yes, regular basis. Um, it's not not too regular. I mean, it's regular irregular because sometimes I'm gone, and then sometimes no, Kevin's fired, and then then he comes back. <laughs> But uh, you can find this show on Twitter at EntertainingPod. That's really the only social media presence that we have at this point. I haven't. I'm not a Facebook guy. I, That's all that you need, really. Yeah, I, I like Twitter. It's it's 140 characters or less, and it's easy. I like it. Feed systems is makes sense. So you can find the show at EntertainingPod. You can find me over there at Voiced by Nathan, and. You can find the show, That's Entertaining.net, and send us an email, That's Entertaining at gmail.com. We haven't had an email in a while. So evidently, either everybody's listening to this and just has no comments, or <laughs> nobody's listening to it because of Sherlock on the, you know, on the title, <laughs> which, you know, I can understand that to some extent, but give it a chance. Anyway. Name, name it something else next week and just still talk about Sherlock anyway. Next week, I'll name it, like, Lion King Luke Early Preview. Luke Cage. No, do Luke Cage, and then just be Sherlock anyway. <laughs> uh, but I can't do that because I'm actually going to do Luke Cage in a, couple, a few weeks. So Yeah, I know, right? I think that's going to be episode 99 is the Luke Cage. No, no, that's going to be episode 98. Ooh. We're getting close to 100, ladies and gentlemen. 100 episodes. And that's not to count the, you know, the special transmissions or anything. That, that's 100 episodes of That's Entertaining, starting wow. out with, you know, when we did it originally, uh from our early iteration to now. Um, but that doesn't count the League of Entertaining Gentlemen. That doesn't count the Entertaining Chats. It doesn't count Sidious Speaks, the special transmission. But uh, it'll be 100 episodes coming up soon of That's Entertaining. So very uh, excited to finally get to that number. And a little preview. Something's going to change after that number. So just want to give you a little tease right there. All right, Kevin. I'm, I'm about done. I'm about ready to, to call this thing a day. Let's go get some whiskey. Oh, now you're talking my language. Ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, we're going to go get some whiskey. We thank you for listening, and we hope that you have been entertained. <laughs>